Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Michael. And I'm your other host, Gina. And Gina, we're about to revisit the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything no. from the first one? No. Nothing. Like literally no, nothing. No, I do. I remember, I remember some things. Character names? Oh, don't. Really? We're going to just open with well, that? I just want to check to make sure that you know a little about what's going on and see if you remember. It's not meant to be a quiz. I remember Groot. <laughs> Who died. Well, but came back to life in the form of a sprout. Are you sure of that? I saw the poster. <laughs> That's true, you did. Uh, do you remember any of the other names? Star-Lord? Star-Lord, Quinn. Uh, Quill. 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 Uh, Gamora. Gamora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the raccoon. <laughs> Rocket. Okay. Yeah. Drax. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Yondu. Mm, who's Yandu? Yandu's the uh, Michael Rooker, the his uh, the blue guy who was look, seemed like he was the enemy, but he actually was oh, right, right. a good dude. Yeah, I think it's all gonna come rushing right back to me when we uh, when, when the subtitles show who when we the turn names the movie are. on. I'm just, it's all it's yeah, it's <laughs> okay, just gonna good. snap right back like a rubber band. Okay, good. Well, now going back to that movie a little bit, I liked it a lot more than you did. Yes, although I remember at the time that I thought. If I watched it again, I right. would like it more. There was something about I, I had a feeling that I would, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. That, that was a tough one for me. I think it was just jolting because it was so different. It's very different, yeah. And I'm actually really excited to see the second one because I think I'm going to like it a lot. I hope so. And you love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That was yes, good, right? Yes, the soundtrack's great. Yeah, this is a, I hope this one has another good soundtrack. Yeah, the last one definitely did a good job bringing in some some music that wasn't just the usual orchestral score kind of thing it was actually is that orchestral is that a word orchestral orchestral Mm -hmm. Uh, okay i tried to sound (laughs) smart and i ended up sounding dumb well done me so um but yeah so this movie it's you know it's it's a continuation and also they've already announced that there's going to be a guardians of the galaxy volume three down the road Oh, pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. Yeah. Same. Well, this better be good then. I hope it is. You know, the funny thing is, I don't remember it very well. I think I've seen it more than once, but it's been a long time. Okay. So. Well, we know one thing: these movies are all entertaining. That's for sure. They are. They all are entertaining. Even if the, nothing else. That's absolutely true. Even the worst movie we've seen wasn't the worst movie ever. Right. Absolutely. Not even close. So we'll get into that. Yes. So one thing we want to remind you of, of course, is that we always have a contest every week where you get to listen for a bark from our friend Charlie, who represents Stan Lee. Uh, Stan Lee, of course, appears in every movie in some form. Right. And so what you want to do is just listen for the bark and then send the timestamp to us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com and you can win either a pint glass, a mug, or a tote bag, is that correct? That is correct. And Michael, have we had any submissions? Not lately. I mean, it's been a while. So at this point, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that even if you have won previously, <laughs> if you are enticed by our new pint glass, right. our new MGU pint glass, and you really want to get your hands on it, you can, you can enter another time because i we have the swag we have it and no one wants it i thought this podcast would catch fire eventually and so everybody disappointing. would be coming in should and we even to hear it. finish 
no, let's just stop watching all the movies because honestly, they don't get any better, <laughs> right? I mean, what's the point? They're all the same. All the Marvel movies, just like, ugh. You know what? I just have to say. Yes. We're kind of depressed today. It's a it's a tough day. It's a tough day. And I, it made me think of it because we went into that. Maybe we should just stop. No one's entering the Charlie Bark. But, but seriously. Well, that was a joke. All joking aside, it's a tough day. The election is in one week. Right. The world has been madness. And it's now it's fall, so it's darker. And there's just negative news all the time. And there are so many people suffering. And it's really... It's tough. It's, it is. And we don't really see people. No. Very rarely do we get to see anybody. Very isolated, and there's no end in sight. Right. And I know for myself, somebody who actually goes out and does the game night thing, and I used to do improv, and I haven't done that in a long time, and it feels weird, and I know you're somebody who goes out and listens to live music, and you saw your friends. Love and, going to shows. Yeah. And tri- I was thinking about all the trivia nights that I was too, I was, uh, I was too tired. I didn't go. I would love to go to trivia Wouldn't night trivia now. Night be amazing oh my right god, now? I would give anything for trivia night. Yeah. So or we're doing karaoke this. at the townhouse. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so we're doing this this podcast under a little bit of, a cloud of a little bit of sadness yeah. because there's so much going on, and I think a lot of people are feeling it, and yes. everybody's kind of. I think a lot of us are in the same mindset. We're all having, uh, I know a lot of friends are going through this and, mm-hmm. it, and so we're all feeling it. Well, when we started this, it was toward the beginning of the pain. I mean, it was our right. quarantine project. We, we had hope. I think we all thought by this time. Yeah. We'd be done. Yeah. But here we are. But no. Yeah. So anyway, it's tough, but just one the world to be aware when you ever somebody hears this and maybe it'll be way down the road and this will just be a weird thing in the past like what what are they talking about people (laughs) wore masks this doesn't make any sense global pandemic yeah well here we are covid on a different note i think we should go to the mailbag let's do it okay so gina yes have you ever heard of the f mary kill game no. Okay. So it's a stupid game where you actually have three people. It's usually celebrities of some kind. And you choose one to F, which we know what that is, to make love to, I guess. Okay. Uh, to marry or kill. Okay. So it's a really simple game. So Elliot asked us, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who would we F? Who would we marry? Who would we kill? Mm. So did you have a chance to think about this? I, I, I did. All right. Well, let's hear it. I did. But it was difficult. Yeah. Yes. It shouldn't be, but it is. Well. You had a, Well, it's a lot of characters for you. For me, it's a little different. Well, right. Although I considered marrying one of the women, one of the female sure. characters. Yeah. But I, anyway. Okay. I would F Thor. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's Thor. He's a god. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> godly schlong, yes, right? I, I don't, get it. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are we going to be PG or not? What if this lightning came down and just hit his, his I mighty... Don't, I, look, it doesn't require a an explanation. I would have Thor. <laughs> okay. Yes, period. Who would you marry? Uh, okay, so the Mary one was really difficult. Okay. And I think that the obvious choice would be Captain America. Sure. But I'm not that good at picking people to marry. <laughs> well, true. It's not a strong suit that I have. Right. So I would probably end up marrying um, Dr. Banner and then 
have the terrible surprise that he's the Hulk. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. he has a whole other life mm-hmm. that you would just so, find out about? Right. Okay. Yeah. Sound yeah. familiar? No, not at all. No. We won't get into that no. now. I, that's never happened to me. Never. Everything's great. Okay. So that was, so I, I don't know. The Mary is inconclusive because yeah. I don't frankly trust myself. I understand. Kill. I don't actually, but. <laughs> you just don't get married. I don't. It's that's the way smart. to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um. The kill. So this this one was really challenging for me because okay. at first I was trying to think of a villain, but a lot of them died yeah. anyway. And then I anyway I ended up with with Winter Soldier with Bucky. Really? Mm-hmm. Just would kill him. It's a mercy. It's a mercy killing. Just because he's so tra- tragic. He's very tormented. I mean, unless we can find some way to reprogram him, I think you might as well just put him out of Maybe his misery. Maybe while he's in Wakanda hanging out maybe they'll reprogram them i mean out a i way, hope but know? yeah so that's who i came up with so, and yeah anyway that's a pretty good one so that's what i got that makes sense How, hey michael yeah who would you f marry or kill well i would f gamora oh because i don't i just had this captain kirk mindset where i would just bang any alien woman that came along and it'd be <laughs> no matter wild. what yeah i just thought i'd be kind of wild you know because like <laughs> oh hey and ultimately, I'd probably disappoint her <laughs> because she'd be like, oh, this is what humans do. Maybe she has you multiple sh- vaginas. You never know. <clears throat> we don't know. <throat> That's a thing. They kind of just I let mean, that go. Do you go. need multiple vaginas? I do not. Okay. No. Okay. I do not. Wow. This is not staying PG. No. No. So. Well, this part will. Um, okay. Who would I marry? I, Black Widow. Oh, all right. She seems like she's got a troubled past, which isn't, you know, always a great thing. But she also seems really, like, she, I don't know. She seems just overall a very kind person. She's a good who person. Who just kicks ass. Oh, yeah. Right? She could protect you. She would protect me. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Black Widow would be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and who would I kill? Uh, Scarlet Witch, Wanda. And just because... She would make me nervous because if I ever did anything bad, she could just basically tear me apart with her magic. She's got some major powers and that oh, that are extremely oh, powerful. Yeah, I like her so much. She's great. Look, I, I don't. And you stuck with all females. I did. Hmm. Well, Cap, I was going. I thought about marrying Captain America because I mean, the dude, he's a he's a hunk. Let's face it. But this is what I went with. All right. Sound okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, All right. Let's go to the next question. Okay. So, Michael, are yes. you ready for this? I am. Sean asks, what's your favorite sequel? And we had a clarifying question. Is it in or out of the MCU? And he said either. Yeah. So, Michael, what's your favorite sequel? This was really tough, honestly, because at first I thought, oh, I don't really know that many sequels that I love. But then I just about... I went through it a little bit. I went, oh my God, I, there's a lot of sequels that I love. So I went through a really? lot in my head. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot more. Because when I was a kid, I was thinking about Superman 2 and how much I loved Superman 2. It okay. was one of, it was probably my favorite movie when I was a little kid. Right. Um, so that, that came to mind. And there's things like Empire Strikes Back is technically a sequel. And I love Empire Strikes oh, Back. So mm-hmm. lots of choices. But I narrowed it down to this. First of all, there was I thought about John Wick two because I love the John Wick series, but then I remembered, hey, I actually like John Wick three better than John Wick two, so th- that was a good one. But then I thought of another one where I went, oh, that's right, this is the greatest action movie that's ever been made, Mad Max Fury Road. It's a sequel, even though it's been it was years after, and Mel Gibson isn't in the roles now. Tom Hardy, it's still considered a sequel to the original Mad Max movies. 
And it is, first of all, one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes, you've discussed this movie oh, with me. It's so wonderful. Length. I know, I know. So it's kind of, uh, it's... It's amazing. We'll have to watch it. We really need to. Some people will probably say like Godfather 2, but honestly, this is my little hot take. I'm not trying to be controversial here. The Godfather movies are, while well-made and very good, are extremely boring. Huh. I am not afraid to say that, and I think people who think it's the greatest movie ever made are kidding themselves. You like action. I like action. I just like, I like feeling like things are going somewhere, and sometimes it's just slow, and there's no pace to it, and uh, I'm out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. again, Godfather, not a bad movie. In fact, a very good movie, but I found it very boring. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I'd All love right. to hear yours. Well, for me, of course, uh, this isn't difficult because I don't ever remember movies. Right. So as I go back into the vaults of my brain, I find not much, really. Right, right. So for me, it's which sequel do I remember? Right. And did I like and so the one that popped right into my mind was Christmas Vacation. Oh, yes. Because I loved vac- the original Vacation, but Christmas Vacation has just, it's a classic. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an every holiday thing, and it's, it's so funny. So yeah. that's, my, that's my outside the MCU. That is a great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. It really, it's, it holds up. It's oh. still great, and it's it's yes. one of the few things that I can watch Chevy Chase and enjoy him in because he, I think he's usually terrible. Yeah, and he's a dick. So he's just kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I think yeah, no, the he, the vacation movies were definitely a, the highlight of his career. I Absolutely. would say, and so Absolutely. yeah, that that that's my that's my favorite sequel that I could actually recall. Right, right. Outside the MCU, in the MCU, it was also a pretty clear choice because I really enjoyed Iron Man three. Right. And we both did, I we know. Both did. And yeah, so um, I really, I, I loved the way they took a character we already knew and did something interesting with them. Yeah. So, so that's my in the MCU. I didn't choose one in the MCU, but if I did, it would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. That would be my yeah. easy choice. Yeah, yeah. Since it's honestly, it's still number one on my list, I believe, right, right. now. So, so yeah. That, but we still have some coming up because there's more Avengers movies. There's another Thor movie coming. There are some coming. that haven't even been created. Right. Yet. The Guardians movie right. is coming up. Yeah. And there's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> some coming up. So, so we'll have to revisit that question. We will. All right. Do we have any more questions, We have Michael? one more very stupid question from Aaron. Wow. It's, it's, Way to go after Aaron. It, it's a dumb question. You asked for participation. Aaron participated. And now you are roasting Aaron. Okay. Well, here's the question. Okay. Okay. How much better or worse would the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise be if Chris Pratt was played every role? The answer is it would be much, much worse. I agree. And that's the mailbag. It's that time again. Mm-hmm. So you were fretting about this on Facebook. Yes. You're... I was hoping for a pass. Uh, I yeah. actually, I mean, I was joking around a little, but I thought, well, maybe if if I throw this out to the masses, mass, masses. I, I, we'll go with masses. The, f- the four people. Yeah. That Someone will come up with a new creative fun thing we can do, but no. People want this. They JC like this. JC really put the heat on. JC will not listen mm-hmm. to this show if mm-hmm. you decide not to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. So So I was shamed into continuing with it, but it's bad. It's very bad. 
You, so. you're so sh- you see this every week that it's bad. You said this one is the worst. This though. time it's really bad. So is it bad because you think you have it so wrong, or is it the story is not even good that you it's came up with? It's just not interesting. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, there we're preparing everybody it. for that. By the way, everybody, this will not be interesting. Just go ahead you know? and ratchet down your expectations. Right. Because I, I can see just looking over the laptop that it's much shorter than yeah, usual. Michael looks over. It's kind of short. <laughs> it is short. I had a busy day today. I had you to write did. an offer. I had met with two new buyers. I had a lot going on. Gina. I know you think all I do is play with the MCU all day. That's all, yes, exactly. Gina is a, an amazing real estate agent, and you should call her for all your real estate needs. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So you ready to do this? Just Are you ready to get this prediction over with? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's what it is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be ironic if I just really nailed it this time? I hope you do. Okay. You know what? Let's just, let's just be done with it. Go ahead. Well, again, the poster, it had all the same characters from last time. Right. Except Baby Groot. And there was a weird octopus and someone on a throne. But I can't really see who those people are. So I just, here's what I got. She's already making excuses, people. Here we go. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Saw Kurt Russell's name on the poster. Kurt Russell is the bad guy. And he is causing so much trouble on Earth. So much. He's experimenting with weapons utilizing nuclear power, and the toxic waste leftovers are being shot into space and doing damage. News of this has spread through the galaxy, and there are significant problems happening on several planets because of the pollution from the toxic waste. Quinn, but it's actually Quill, but I wrote Quinn. We'll go with Quinn. So, (laughs) J.C., There answers your question about whether or not I can even get 2% right. The answer is no. No. Star-Lord is enlisted to take his posse and put a stop to all of this madness since Earth is his home planet. We will have the same cast of characters plus Baby Groot. I'm so excited about Baby Groot. (laughs) I know that's going to just be amazing. The ragtag group will have lots of great battles complete with amazing special effects and another great soundtrack, I hope. Fingers crossed. Somehow they'll utilize an infinity stone to help them finally stop Kurt Russell, but Thanos will be lurking, waiting to get his hands on that stone. That's a, that was a good story. That's all I got. It was it was it was it was good. It's a little disjointed. Toxic waste on uh, everywhere. Yeah. I was trying to think of how to tie it back to Earth somehow because sure. somehow at some point the Guardians have to come together with the Avengers. I know we have to be building towards this. You think so? But I just can't figure out how to get there. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're thinking ahead, though. because (laughs) Then I'll probably forget next time. Because I had a great idea at the end of the last episode, and I wrote a note down for myself, and I couldn't... I had no idea what it was talking about. No, I still have the note, and I don't... I Uh was like, what did I mean there? Well, we're going to go watch it. Are you ready to do that? I feel like I'm a little brain damaged. No, you're doing great. You just looked at a poster that gives you zero information. But I never even remember things from, I just have so much on You have a lot going on. There's a lot. Okay, that's okay. Your brain is filled with other important information. Thank you. Whereas mine is filled with this bullshit. And I remember all of it. But you'd be, you're the favorite at Trivia Night. We'll see about that. But anyway, we're going to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Kurt Russell, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, Pom Clementef, hmm. Clementif, I don't know, Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper, and it's directed by James Gunn. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
We just watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We did? That was a long movie. Uh, yeah, how long was it? Two hours and 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it had five end credit scenes. It, it sure did. <laughs> and a lot of them. And all sorts of, and just fun end credits. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very, very silly. Fun. I mean, it's kind of the whole tone of the movie. It was very silly. Very silly. Uh, it was fun. It was I mean, fun. we're going to talk more. Obviously, we want to give a review now. Mm-hmm. But we could. We could start with just the complete spoiler and then. That's true. That's then people true. wouldn't have to listen to the entire segment. They could just get out of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's why I usually put the Charlie Bark in the second half. So if right. they're really listening to it, you know, they have to Keep wait for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it it was definitely long it didn't feel that long uh because it was the overall tone of the movie i'd say was even sillier than the first one. Oh yeah this felt like a cartoon almost it was very silly yeah so what we'll do is we're going to do the 24 word synopsis yes which yes. we love so again thank you sean for this yes. idea because we do love this to no end this one was harder than the last two that we did I thought. I, I think I think so too. I, I just you know at this point I just write a bunch of words down and hope I come close and mm-hmm. then add or subtract as needed. Wow. But I'm interested to hear yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Star Lord and crew on a mission. Rocket screws it up. Meet Star Lord's dad. Evil or good? Evil must defeat. Team regroups for the win. That's it. That's really good. That's it. That's actually better than your prediction. Well, my prediction was... <laughs> well, you got the Kurt Russell Thank with God the I'm not in charge of writing these movies. That's Well, or maybe your movies would be even more interesting. I mean, I've had a couple predictions that were maybe a little interesting, but a lot of them are, are turds. But, but this Kurt, was a... Kurt Russell was the bad guy. He was. You got that. He was the bad guy. So, so uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn. It's isn't your it? turn. Let's hear your twenty-four right. word. Here we go. Synopsis. The beat poet that I am. Here we go. Rocket steals batteries. Sovereign mad. Ego is Peter's dad. Also a planet. Ego killed Peter's mom. Guardians kill Ego. Yandu sacrifices. Was true father. Oh. Hmm. You focused on some different things. I did, which I love about this. Yes, so. it was also a planet. <laughs> Important. <laughs> it yes. really was. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. The, ego, was. the whole ego being a planet thing was yes. fascinating. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I but... knew when they introduced him as ego that, I mean, ego. Oh, right, his name's Ego. Yeah. That can't be good, right? No, no. So, I mean, right away you're like. He's probably the one I'd marry. He probably would be. <laughs> uh, so right away you go, Ego asshole he's an asshole what a dick uh but here we go so uh i think we'll do before we get into the movie should we do some some uh some, what are we gonna do michael let's do some fun facts that's what we're doing fun facts let's do some fun facts guardians of the galaxy volume 2 was released on may 5th 2017 and it was written and directed once again by james gunn opening weekend the movie made 146.5 million dollars Domestically, $389.8 million, and worldwide, $854 million, which was number 11 in the MCU and number 75 all time. Wow. And had a reported budget of $200 million. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's funny how we don't really blink an eye at these budgets it's, anymore. They're just, yeah, the dollars are just, it's play money. It's, it's like play it money. It really is. It's very silly. It received an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences gave the film... An A. Correct. Most critics liked the movie, calling it fun and clever, but said the movie felt a little more bloated than the first one. Everyone seemed to love the soundtrack, which makes sense because it's freaking amazing. Yes. 
that's one thing these movies definitely have going for them. The music is fantastic. Yes. Baby Groot is actually the offspring of Groot, not the same character. As confirmed by James Gunn on Twitter, where he posted, first Groot is dead, Baby Groot is his son. Right, because I'm trying to remember how how did that end up in the first one? He uh, Basically, they took a little bit of the, the branch and planted Groot, and then he came to life. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. He's his son. He's his son. Sure. He's a, is that asexual? Well, plant propagation is... I, mean, I don't know how it works. Do you want to get into... I'm Groot sex? No, not really. Okay. The bald aliens with Stan Lee are called the Watchers, a race of aliens who appeared frequently through Marvel Comics in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Uatu is the Watcher assigned to observe Earth 616, the reality in which the regular Marvel comic universe takes place. Oh. So those are aliens. Interesting. When I played the game uh, Marvel... Ultimate Alliance, you actually meet Uatu the Watcher. Oh. The Watchers actually promise not to interfere with anything. Right. Unless it becomes too extreme. Like they have to they have to come and take care of some business sometimes. Sure. So mm-hmm. anyway, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. There were plans for David Bowie to appear in the movie as one of Yandu's crew members. Unfortunately, Bowie died a month before shooting began. Mm-hmm. So that was a little sad. That's right. Twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that long ago. Not long ago at all. Sylvester Stallone's character, Stakar. Is it Stakar? Stake? S- Stakar, I think, Stikar? is how they pronounce it. I think that's it, how yeah. it's pronounced. Was confirmed to actually be Starhawk, who is one of the original members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was joined in the post credit scene by Alita Ogord, Charlie 27, Martinex, and Mainframe, who is voiced by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> They're actually all the original Guardians of the Galaxy. So they may have a place later on. They seem to maybe get hint that maybe they're coming right. into... I don't know if it's going to be their own movie or if they're just going to be maybe Guardians 3. Hmm. So anyway, in the final cut, James Gunn had to decide on keeping Mantis or Adam Warlock, who is teased at the end of the movie. That was the name Adam. There's a, a character in the comics named Adam Warlock who's incredibly powerful. Adam Warlock was going to have a larger role, but Gunn felt like the script had one character too many... And in the comics, Adam Warlock is a super being, fast, incredibly strong, and he doesn't need to eat or drink. He can also fly and is basically immortal. He's very close to Gamora, so will he be a friend or foe to the Guardians in future movies? Hmm. Hmm. So that's what we know about Adam Warlock. But he chose Mantis. Maybe it's, just it's an hard to character. imagine it without. I mean, Mantis was a good character, I think. Yeah, Mantis is a great character. I just and yeah. the way that they introduced Adam just at the very end. I don't know. Just a tease. Mm-hmm. It's a tease. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been too much at that point because Adam Warlock is an incredibly powerful character, and there's also Ego, who is another powerful character. Mm-hmm. What do you do with both right. of those, right? So maybe it would just been a little bit bloated. Sure. Anyway, those are the fun facts. Let's talk some Guardians two. Let's do it. Okay. So a lot of things happened in this movie, obviously. There were a lot of... Well, there's the main story with Peter and Ego, his father. Right. Right. And then there's all kind of... There's a lot of side stories in this one. Yes. There's just... There's all these little things going on surrounding the main story. Right. Which was interesting. So... uh, And you got to really see a lot of characters shine in this movie. Yes. Right? Yes. Which I I enjoyed. So... uh, should and, we start? Should we st- do? You want, or do you want to keep talking about it? I was just gonna say that in the end, ego turns out to be horrible. He has a basically an evil plot, which not evil in his eyes. He has a giant ego. Oh, 
boom. And he wants to spread his ego all around the universe. He wants to expand his ego. Oh, that's exactly it. So, But it's, it's kind of a morbid scene in a way where they show that he had tried to have a have a child with a lot of different beings and then they get to that one scene where it's all the skulls and skeletons it's very morbid that was very grisly it really was and and but then it turns out peter's the only one who could basically handle what do you say the that i can't remember he had the light or something whatever the light was but yeah. so he went ahead and put a brain tumor in peter's mom's had yeah oh my god yeah there's some morbid stuff in this movie and obviously in the end the guardians overcome everything and unfortunately yandu dies which was a little sad yes um which we'll talk about that as well there's a lot to talk about there's so so much much. so before we get into what we liked and didn't like about the movie let's talk about our mvp yes one thing lane did um and when when we were asking for some questions, he asked if we're going to have the same MVPs in this movie that we did in the first Guardians movie. Right. Because yours was Groot in the first one and mine was Drax. Right. So has anything changed for you? Who's the MVP for you? Yes, something has changed. Okay. And interestingly, uh, maybe you'll be surprised because I believe during the first movie, I wasn't a super huge fan of Drax. Right, right. And Drax is my MVP this time. Yeah, Drax. I loved... He won you over. I loved Drax in this movie. What won you over this time? He just... he his the humor and he's he's such a vivacious character. I don't vivacious yeah. is the word that comes That's to a mind. Good word for him. He's good hearted and he is blunt and a zero I, filter. Right, absolutely zero <laughs> filter and just the the laughter. He just he he's just a he's a fun character. I just yeah. I just I just loved him and I thought I thought he was solid with the lines throughout the movie and just kind of the support that he gave i liked his connection with mantis yes i thought that was really cool that was a really lovely relationship actually i liked how they they played that up it was really wonderful yeah it was a really neat scene when they were when they were talking and he's just yeah he's just he's just off the rails yeah i really like him yeah Yeah. i I think so he's my mvp i mean second place would definitely be baby groot because but baby groot's just adorable it's amazing what they do with the CGI to make you, just to make you feel, feel any kind of feelings for just a, mm-hmm. a, something. It's not human. It's a, it's a CGI character. It's a CGI sort of tree twig. Right. That doesn't even speak lines other than I am Groot. Right. But those, like the way they, the eyes. Oh, I know. The eyes are so expressive in that little mouth. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So good. But um, yeah. who's your MVP? Mine is not going to be the same as the last time. Mine would have been Drax if it was the same. Okay. I'm glad you took Drax this time. I will not take Baby Groot either. Okay. Even though I thought Baby Groot was awesome. Mine is Yondu. All right. I love Yondu. I I like Michael Rooker anyway. I think he's such a great actor. He's so expressive. That voice Mm -hmm. is so great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this movie, I like that they gave him a backstory. He's a bit of a tortured character. Uh, But in the end, he really obviously loves Peter. Right. right? And he sacrifices himself for Peter because of all the bad things he's done in his life. Because, I mean, he did terrible things. He worked for Ego and brought those kids to... To, to Ego's planet to basically be sacrificed. Yes. And so he had to live with that. And then he finally, with Peter, he couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. 
he's a great character. He has he had some great moments with with Rocket. They had some really lovely little yes. tender moments. Uh, and Rocket's great in this movie too. There's some just really good lines from Rocket. But Yandu is great. I mean, how can you not love it when I'm Mary Poppins, y'all? Fantastic. <laughs> so it was. he's just such a good character, and I thought it was a really nice send-off. It's sad to see him go, though. Yes. Because you don't get to see a lot of death in these movies, really. No. Especially with big characters. And this one was effective in, as, as a way to make me actually... Well, first of all, I, I felt something when he died. Well, right, and they all did. They and all that did. was, And I think... I think that was part of why his role was so important in this movie because his death sort of helped them regroup at the end. It brought them all together. Uh, Gamora and Nebula had that moment, that sisterly moment after that. I mean, just it made everybody say, wait a sec, because they're constantly bickering and joking, sarcastic and biting comments. Right. So, yeah, I think it's interesting with this. As we talk about MVPs, I just, one thing that's interesting is that there were a lot of really good characters in this movie. Obviously, they're back from the first one, but I think the characters, for the most part, were stronger in this movie than they were in the first one as far as just the time that was given to them. Right. Uh, that's not for every character. We'll we'll get into that. Um, but, well, let's actually let's move on from that. This... Well, so I think that's interesting because when they say it was bloated, I don't think I fully agree with that because mm-hmm. if anything I think there was more depth to the characters I would agree with you I wonder if they were thinking that maybe they loaded in too much as far as maybe plot and because they had not only did you have the main plot going on but you had the sides plus you had the whole thing with uh, the sovereign going on right so there's a lot going on and and also the movie is two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was um, and I think the first one was maybe under two. So right. there's a lot to be to try to fit in here, and maybe it felt like James Gunn as a director and writer, he he was just trying to load it up with a lot of stuff. And I can see where people would say it's bloated. I didn't feel that way on this one. I didn't think it was a bloated movie. So I, I didn't really either. So uh, I'm sure as we talk about what we liked and didn't like, all this other stuff will come up. So <laughs> let's talk about what we liked about the movie, and let's start with you. Sure. Well, I'll just. I'll lead in with, I was very happy about the music. Yes. Uh, great, the great wonderful. soundtrack. And it, it kicked off right from the start. And I was expecting that, but it, but that's, that just, it's amazing how much I, I, I talked about this before, about how much music enhances my experience with a movie. I mean, this is why we have, we all have soundtracks we listen to from movies yep. 20 years ago and the yeah. soundtrack still just, I don't know. It's just, it's so special because yeah. it was a part of the movie. So loved that. I did want to say one thing about the music. One of the songs that they had in there was Southern Nights Mm -hmm. by Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And I mentioned this to you. I just wanted to tell everyone that that song, because I feel like that song was really popular in the 70s. It would have been, it would have been mid, you're too young. I'm a little young for it. Yeah. A little young. I'm sure my grandfather played it. He loved country music. So. Well, it was, it was sort of. It wasn't exactly country. Well, Glenn but Campbell's a country artist, so for the I, most part. Is he? he? Yeah. I just, that song, it was the mid-70s, and I remember I was we were living in California, and I was little, and the gong show was really popular. Oh, yes. And some of our listeners are probably too young to know anything about the gong show. Chuck but basically, Barris. there would be celebrities on the show, and performers would come on, and they, they could sing, they could do comedy, really, they could do they whatever. Want. And... Um, <laughs> It would go on for a period of time, and then eventually somebody would stand up, and they would hit this big gong. Right. 
and then they had to leave. Right. The, it was over. And so I think there were three celebs. Yeah. And then yes. and it was silly, you know, and the whole thing. But my dream was to be on the gong show. I wanted to go on the gong show and sing Southern Nights. Right. And so I would pr- I would sing along with the radio. I practiced incessantly. So that that really took me back to my childhood. Do you think if you would have been gong, do you think it would have tortured you for the rest of your life i wouldn't have been gonged michael i would have no, won I, I, you might have been gonged. and it was probably a thousand dollar prize probably it was the mid 70s do you remember i Jean, was a cute little kid do you remember jean jean the dancing machine mm, oh my vaguely. goodness yeah that was that was a yeah. character on the gong show that was amazing and the unknown comic yes with the bag over his head right <laughs> <laughs> so you do I remember. remember the gong show. I remember the gong show. We used to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop acting like you're so much younger than me just because you're so much younger than me. <laughs> just a little younger just than you. Well, what else did you like? Um, okay. So I love the music. I I really, oh, I, I enjoyed Drax, which I already talked about. Um, the opening scene, and now I'm not even remembering it. I wrote down opening scene with baby Groot. With oh, where Groot's dancing around and there's a huge battle going on in the yes, background, but they're focusing yes, on Groot. Yeah, yes. that's so when great. They're having that battle and he's just, he pops on, he somehow gets the music going yeah. and he's dancing. And that was, it was a wonderful introduction to the silliness of the movie yeah. and to baby Groot and just the whole thing. The that silliness was, in this one is ratcheted up. Oh yeah. Big time. Well, and that was another thing that I actually enjoyed. Yes. Uh, and again, I think... I thought I was going to like this more than the first one, and I did. Yeah. And well, I you th- did like this better. Okay, I did, right. and I think that I would like the first one more if I saw it again. I okay. just think I, I wasn't – it just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrote down that I thought that this this movie was silly. I think it's it's like the balm for what ails us. Yeah. It's just it's – a, it's a pause in – not that the MGU is all – serious because there's plenty of humor and things but there's a lot of intensity and all of the earth stuff and then we go on up to space and we have just this silly tons of jokes tons of goofy characters i didn't have that stressful feeling that someone was gonna die even though someone did but it just it's (laughs) like they're not really gonna because they get shot i mean there was that scene when drax was um gamora's holding him oh, yeah. and he's he's, he's hanging, hanging out, the back. out the back of the plane and yeah. he's literally smacking into trees yes i mean but of course he doesn't die no, no. so i was just able to sort of relax and enjoy the silliness of it exactly so i did enjoy that yes yes um i thought kurt russell was a really good cast mm-hmm. as his dad i mean he looks like he could be his dad that's true he really so, does so that was good although it didn't matter because it turned out that he wasn't really a human form at all That's he was true. a planet kurt russell is kind of great in everything yeah even even terrible movies kurt russell that is great yeah he's just a magnanimous he really is great i i have love for him just because of big trouble in little china i mean i you have mentioned that i love before. that and also escape from new york so those are two of my favorite i movies. don't think i saw either of those movies oh my god okay. <laughs> oh my god Why? anyway kurt russell yes really absolutely. really liked that casting Oh, I thought even though shortly after this we found out that Kurt Russell was was terrible, I thought that the scene when they were when they had the little father son bonding scene and Kurt Russell showed him ego showed him how to harness his power yeah. from the light yeah. the light within the planet and he he made the ball yeah. which he joked about later um, and they threw it back and forth I yeah. I, I don't know I thought that scene was kind of cute and kind of sweet yeah because um, he was because he's a sad character Star Lord I mean he bit, watched yeah. his mom die and 
taken away from earth at age right. 10 and had this life of thieving, you know, yep, just definitely. the whole thing. So I, th- I thought that was a sweet scene. I guess maybe I'm feeling a little cheesy tonight. <laughs> you, should we watch a rom-com next? Yes, absolutely. Um, I loved the humor. Mm-hmm. Even some of the really subtle things, like there was a scene where Groot was sort of casually twirling this twig on his arm. Yes. Just, that wasn't even the focus of the scene, but he was just sort of doing it during the scene. And I just love that kind of stuff. That little side. Yeah. Just sort of, as you said, they took this tree who doesn't even really speak and through the animation and the CGI just... He was such a full character. He really was. So yeah, I really, absolutely. really liked that. Uh, I thought, and along the lines with the humor, uh, Star-Lord makes the comment when he learns about the power that he has, all the th- crazy things he's going to create. And then later when he's in that fighting scene yes. with his dad, he turns into a giant Pac-Man. That was fantastic. He's like eating him. That was so great. Yes, that was very cool. That was amazing because I'm not a big video game person, but Pac-Man. You recognize Pac-Man. Oh, I, I love oh. Yeah. I'm good at it. Oh, are you? Miss Pac-Man was my jam. Uh, I want to see this. Mm. Well, we'll have to someday when we can leave the house again, we'll have to go find a Miss Pac-Man machine, put some quarters oh. in, and I will own your ass. I believe that. Okay. I'm pretty good at it too, by the way. Hmm. It's hmm. on. Okay. It is on. What did you like about it, Michael? Well, I liked, obviously, the humor in it. I thought this movie probably had well i want to say probably it had more hits to, for me as far as humor than the first movie there's yeah. so many funny lines in this movie yes drax is hilarious i thought rocket was funnier where i thought in the first movie I, I this is what i had forgotten i think rocket is 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 funny to a point but in this movie i thought it worked much better I don't oh know what really it was. see i felt like rocket's role was a lot less significant in this movie oh, interesting. than in the first one. Oh, I, I, I would not agree with that. Hmm, okay. <laughs> but that's okay. All right. But I I think, yeah, all the characters, they, they had, even Nebula had some funny little lines in there. You know, just, I, I, there was just great writing in this movie as far as the dialogue. Right. I thought it was really fun. Ego, evil, says so, just that, there's that line where he says, I got to take a whiz. It's just kind of this weird line out of nowhere right. um, that makes me laugh. Um, Groot is amazing. So the humor works for me in this movie. The first one, it's it's great. I don't want to play it down because it is really good. But in this one, I, I feel like I laughed a lot more this time than I did during the first one. You did. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I was cracking up. Uh, that first and scene. And you needed it today. I needed it big time. Uh, that first scene, like you said, with the, the big battle going on in Groot, you know, just dancing around. It's, it's a really good scene. Uh, the other thing, and I mentioned this a little bit before, is the relationships in this movie that were kind of that came out of it. I, I love that they explored more with Nebula and Gamora, the sisterly yes. relationship, that there was more to it. There's a reason why Nebula hates Gamora. I mean, it's like, oh, you, you, were, you, were, basically, you were basically daddy's favorite. That was right. what it came out And daddy being Thanos, which is even right. a little scarier. That was a really neat, little dynamic between them. I like that. I um, I liked I liked actually the dynamic with uh, Gamora and Star-Lord in this one where it's like they they talk about the unspoken thing. They didn't force it down our throats. This the love thing. I didn't think it was forced. Yes. It's very much like there's this thing. Maybe we'll explore it, maybe we won't, but it's there. That's it. They didn't kiss. 
in this movie. They didn't, although at the beginning when he was so smitten with her and they they even had uh, Mantis, when Mantis yeah. felt his thoughts or what, yeah. whatever she did and said that he f- was so much love. And I started to get a little annoyed because I thought she isn't reciprocating in any way. Right. And is this going to be just a cheesy? But then what they did with it, I thought was good. They yeah. sort of set it aside and right. yep, I, I liked it too. Yeah. Uh, the relationship with with Drax and Mantis is yes. fantastic. Just yes. like this calls her hideous over and over again. It's like disgusting. And yes. it's so, I mean, it, it's very funny that whole, that whole dynamic. Uh, Yondu, uh, his relationship with Rocket, they had some, a really good scene together where they said, we're basically the same person. We both had horrible things happen to us. Right. Really good. And then also Yondu. Was and, that scene when they were in, were they in jail when that they conversation were, they had, they had, had? They had escaped. Okay. They escaped. It's okay. right after they escaped jail, um, and yeah. So then also Yandu and, and Peter, that, that relationship was flushed out. Yes. Uh, and then Groot, little baby Groot, with everybody, he's always just he's oh. climbing on shoulders. He was like so affectionate. Dropping, yeah, everybody loved him, and it's and that's, it's even funnier at the end in one of the end credits scenes where they show, he's a teenager now and he's like, I am Groot Ugh. playing video games yeah. with his messy room. So good, smelly. It's so good. So the relationships were fantastic. I, I enjoyed the side stories. Uh, yes. I, I loved all of I that. I agree. Uh, and again, the silliness, the absolute silliness of the movie that where they're they're jumping from space to space. It's like you're not supposed to do that 700 times, and they turn in again cartoons. Right. And it's just right, bulging eyes bulging and eyes. distorted faces. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the other thing I love is just the world that James Gunn has created in space. It's it's really beautiful. The, the what they show the planets are really colorful and beautiful, and uh, just all the the tra- the the space travel. I yeah. love it so much. It's a neat world. Even the what he does with the weapons on the ships, where they show all those kind of the, those silver balls coming together, and then it fires this giant laser. Just oh a yeah, little that thing. was very beautiful. Yeah, I just love all the the creativity with the special effects that he did. And the other thing I liked was the stuff they did for Rocket. Rocket is incredibly clever in this with all the gadgets. Yeah. And they hinted at the first one, obviously, but in this one, they really went all out where he takes on basically that whole army. Yeah, he fought a huge pack of people. (laughs) Yeah, and messed with them. Very cool. Again, that was a huge deal to me in this movie, just everybody getting flushed out a bit more. Right. Makes me really enjoy these characters where I really liked them in the first one. All of a sudden now I really love them. Yes. So I I love that. Uh, So those are the big things that I like. Let's talk about the things maybe we didn't like as much. Do you have some things? I don't have a lot. I was not a fan of a particular scene. Okay. And it was the scene with Stakar, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. That that early scene with Yondu and him, the acting just felt awkward okay. and really bad to me. And maybe it was because I came into it with a a predetermined idea about Sylvester Stallone. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I that scene was so clunky that I I can't even fully recall what this what they were saying i can just remember yeah. feeling uncomfortable well basically I, he it was stakar was t- basically talking about why yandu was basically banished because he, they found out he had gone against the code with children oh that's right and i'm wondering see this is the thing that was interesting is that when i was watching that i actually looked it up and like wait what am i missing about the code about the children it's like oh they explain it more later 
Um, but I looked it up as like, oh, because honestly, that scene feels like, well, what am, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's part of it. Maybe it's not. I mean, the acting maybe too, but the fact that it was just kind of, here's this new plot point that we don't really know what's going on yet. I guess if you were going to argue for something being bloated about the movie, that could be it. It's like they had mm-hmm. to they had to insert that scene to, I mean, it did serve a purpose because it continued to develop the whole Yandu redemption story, yes, I guess. Absolutely. And it made it so much more meaningful when he died and they all came to his funeral. And, um, but I just, the, the, just the scene and the acting was jolting to me compared okay. to the rest of the movie. Um, and then as far as characters, I loved so many of the characters, but I wasn't a super fan of the Sovereign. I don't know if it was because they were all gold or... Um, <laughs> they, they, you know what they felt like to me? Inconsistent. They're very stone-faced, and then all of a sudden they'll laugh out loud, and then they, they talk like, dude, you suck. And, you know, I can't tell what they're supposed to be exactly. Like, what's their thing? Yeah, they seemed like just a, a painted-up uh, teenage video game cult. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it just... They didn't seem as powerful as we were supposed to believe they were. So right. that end credit scene where they had that, was she the queen of the, yeah, she's yeah. the leader she's somehow. The leader, I don't yeah. remember what her name was, but they're all so gold and polished and very smooth. And her hair was a little disheveled. Yes. Like she'd been working so hard to make what we then find out is Adam. Right. I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah, that part didn't work. Yeah. It just yeah. didn't really work for me. Yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. Were there any things you didn't like about it? Because you liked yeah. so much about I it. I did like a lot about it. Uh, there are a couple things. One was the obvious foreshadowing, which I remembered when I watched it the first time. I was like, oh, okay, Yandu's going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, right at the beginning, they said, you're never going to get that funeral. Like, oh, <laughs> you're going right. to die. That was a, that was a scene with Sakaar. Yep. You talked exactly about that right away. And right. So, and the other part was when they were, um, when they had just defeated that monster, the, the guardians had beat the monster for the sovereign. What about your father? Oh, here we go. And it was like, oh, this is where we're going. Just jamming it down it our throats. Just, yeah, this is what is happening. And I think that for me was the hardest part is that the pace of this movie, especially for the first 45 minutes or so, was very strange because it was just like, we got to get to this. Right. It was very now much this. like... Yeah, now this. Yeah, we, we got to go. Oh, by the way, I'm your father. Um, we're going to planet. Let's go do this. Boom. And it felt very rushed, which is funny to say for a movie that's two hours and 15 minutes, right? But they really rushed into it a bit. And yeah. Okay. I, I don't know how else you would set something like that up because it's a big story, but they did run into it. Once they got there, it was fine. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I don't know if it's that I didn't like it, but I will say that I felt like the story between Ego and Peter is the weakest part of the movie. I thought everything surrounding it, all the other stories were so good and so strong. Like I, I wanted to see all the other characters. And Peter and Ego, not that it was a bad story, but I, did, I felt like, it was just kind of this thing that was there. It's a central story, but I don't know if I cared enough about it as much as I did about the other characters surrounding. I want to see more with Gamora and Nebula. I want to see more with Yondu and Rocket. I love those so much that the Ego and Peter relationship just kind of fell a little bit flat for me. Okay. What do you think? Is there anything you think that they could have done to make that better? I think it was just the fact that all the other relationships were so good. That okay. this one just didn't stick out for me. And I also, I, 
I like Chris Pratt. I think he's a, I think he's a good actor in this role for Star Lord. I think he's a very good Star Lord. But I did I felt like especially in those scenes he felt a little bit neutered in those movies. He didn't okay. feel like he was kind. Of, I like the smart ass guy, and these he was not quite the smartest. Maybe because it was his dad. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just it wasn't. I don't think Star-Lord was as strong in this movie as he was in the first one. I can definitely see what you're saying about that relationship. I just don't know what else they would have done with I don't it either. because all he had was this image of his dad right. who, you know, he he didn't know him and he was trying to imagine who he was and he imagined that he was um what's his name? Oh, David Hasselhoff. He was David that was Hasselhoff. Funny. That was a funny bit. That was a funny bit and but and so once they came together, I guess I just don't know what else they could have done yeah. with it. And maybe that's why it was so important for the movie to have those other relationships. So yes. we had these connections with other people. Because you're right, there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. They had the scene with the ball where they threw it like, oh, we're going to be father and son. But oh, right. actually, I just really want you to help me take over the entire universe. Right. And it so happened very fast. Let's get to that right now. Yeah, it happened very fast. Right. Uh, I wanted Maybe I wanted more, but at the same time, I don't know if I wanted to watch anymore because it's a long enough movie uh but and it's again not that it was bad it was not that was not like it took the movie down at all for me it was just the fact that everything was so good Mm -hmm. so uh, that was really those were the weakest parts of the movie and i don't know if they're necessarily weak i was pretty okay with everything else there was nothing that stood out so yeah i I enjoyed the movie overall i I thought it was great so should we we get into the rankings sure although i think something else well was there one more there was another question someone asked that about the soundtrack oh basically if uh you know what i'll look it up right now ryan had asked us how does the soundtrack hold up against the great movie soundtracks oh just just the, in general. The great movie soundtracks yeah. in general. Yeah. That's a tough one. It's a very good soundtrack. And I'd have to think about it because I've actually, I've never listened to this. Um, I've never listened to the album ever. Right. Just, on its own. just the soundtrack. The songs are great. Well, some of those songs were on our playlist. They really were. So they're yeah. songs we, we listened to anyway. wonderful playlist on our trip. And yeah, there were quite a few of these songs on there. So this was a really good soundtrack, just like the first movie. Uh, I guess maybe a question before before we get into our rankings is, is there a soundtrack that kind of defines your, I, yeah, is there a soundtrack that kind of defines you that you listen to and like, I can, I love this so much. I could listen to this all the time. Well, I mean, there are a lot of different soundtracks. There was, I mean, like, so take the garden state soundtrack, sure. for example, that was, you know, super popular movie in the very early 90s, 2000s. Right? Oh, maybe it was 2000s. You're late, right. It might've been yeah, late nineties, yeah. early yeah. 2000s. And that soundtrack, um, you know, is a certain genre of music mm-hmm. and it's it's fun to listen to and I really, really liked it. But then there are other soundtracks like The Big Chill, the soundtrack for the movie The Big Chill. I mean, just great, such wonderful. But then there will be other movies that will have a variety of, of songs. And so yeah. the soundtrack will have some classical pieces and it'll have some blues and it'll have... Right. So I can't... It doesn't... One doesn't really stand out. It's, it's how it interacts with the movie that's right. important for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I think in this case, I loved those songs, but it, it, it enhanced the movie so much for me. I don't know if I could... I don't know if I could take the soundtracks out of the movie and just evaluate them that way yeah, i don't fair. know can you would yeah i think so i mean so what are yours well because there's soundtracks that i obviously heard in the movie but then they just kind of became a regular part of what i've listened to like the crow soundtrack 
is one of my favorite soundtracks. Okay. I've listened to that one. Oh, if you could wear out a CD, I wore out that CD. <laughs> and that's one I listen to all the time. That's a, that was a big one. Uh, as far as other ones, one that I love, this is actually one that, because I love the movie so much, where it fits in is Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Mm. It's such a great soundtrack. Didn't see. Oh, it's wonderful. So, yeah, I, I, as far You've as how seen this... seen so many movies, Michael. I have seen quite a few. So, anyway, that's that's... That's good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Should, should we rank our movies? Here? Sure. Uh, well, I just, I, I noticed that I just wrote down the number seven and put a circle around it. So I needed to, I needed to go look oh. and see a little more specifically well, what. Guardians of the Galaxy you had ranked as number eight. So you're saying it's higher than that. Mm-hmm. I'm so, putting this one higher than the first one. You are. Okay. So where are you putting it? I'm putting it between... Captain America: Civil War and Avengers: Age of Ultron. I'm I'm ranking at number seven. You are putting at number it's seven. It's my new number seven. Okay, that's a that's a solid ranking. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. How about I, you? I think I will put this. I don't know. That's tough. This this is hard because this is one of those I might reevaluate later. I liked it about as much as the first one, but I had the first one at number three. You sure did. I do, but do I like this one? It's got. I, I have a feeling there's going to be some reordering eventually. Um, I'm going to put this one. I'm going to put it right below the Avengers. I'm putting it at number five. Okay. This is a lot higher than I think I had it in the, the my list before I started this. Again, I think having the perspective of seeing them all there together it makes a big difference. It really does. So yeah, number than five. Than just taking them on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there, there might be some changes. So let's talk about what's coming up. Mm, what is coming up? What's next? The next movie will be Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. So we'll revisit that character that we saw last in Captain America Civil War. Right. For the first time. And we got little hints of an origin story, but hopefully we're going to get more of an origin story. I'm going to just tell you right now, there's no origin story. And there's a reason, which is going to, it's probably going to be lost on you a little bit because you haven't seen any Spider-Man movies. Those you know, are, you just destroyed my prediction. Yeah, but I'm glad I did that because now you get to go right into it, to something else. I know, but the origin story would have been so much easier. Okay, then do an origin story. <laughs> No, but it's already Here's out the main there. reason, just so you know, just to give you a heads up. The other Spider-Mans, like there were, they did they did origin stories already, and I feel like with this one, they were just like, people know he got bit by a radioactive spider. Let's move on. Obviously, you don't know that because you're not, you're going to this now. I actually did know that. Did you know that? Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Michael, I I totally knew that. Sorry about that. Uh, so I just spoiled everything for you. Sorry. But we're going to do that next time. All right. So just a reminder, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to listen to the Charlie Bark. Email us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com with any questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. That's it. We're doing it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah. So this has been the MGU Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Gina. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.